Yes, yes, yes. Raps on TV. We're back again. Riding solo, doing it solo style this week. Uh, Man Lighting Nam's not here, but still have to represent and get the show going, moving. You know how we do. Um, So listen, guys, um, key things uh, that we're going to be talking about this week. um, It has been a busy uh, week, I can say, in terms of when we were last here talking about boxing. Um, So we're definitely going to kick into the big rematch that's taken place this weekend. We're talking about Bellew versus Hay 2. Great fight. Um, that we're looking forward to watching, um, especially a lot of animosity in that fight. Um, big news in terms of Deontay Wilder's team, um, supposedly offering AJ the $50 million that he asked for. Uh, we're definitely going to get more into that uh, as the show goes on. Um, also, uh, Jacobs, uh, he beat Selecki, uh, interesting contest out in uh, Brooklyn, a good fight, good 12-rounder, um, definitely going to get more into that. Uh, also, your man Miller, Big Baby Miller uh, kicked off Duwahapis, um and he beat him. Um, uh, I, I won't necessarily say massively convincing, but yeah, he did what he, he done what he needed to do. Um, also got Triple G versus Martin Ason. Um, if I even pronounce that name right, I mean, listen, let's be fair. Um, after the sh- shenanigans that happened with Canelo, I don't think anybody's really interested in that fight. But you know, it is what it is. Um, and definitely for me, big moment of pride. The Ghanaian boy, Dog Boy, went out to the States and beat guys like Magdalene, Magdaleno. Uh, massive achievement, uh, achievement, one of the youngest uh, Ghanaians collecting a world title. Uh, knocked down in the first round and then stopped him in the 11th. Stuff that bought fucking joy, dreams are made of. So, um, yeah, definitely a big, big, big weekend in boxing. Um, so, like I said, riding solo, um, but definitely going to probably open up the lines as quickly as possible. Let the, let the alumni get in. Um, I see three, four, eight. Three, four, eight. I'm going to open up. Hello. How you doing, Kojo? How you doing, Tommy? Well. Yeah, very well, mate. How are you doing? Yeah, not bad, not bad, not bad. So you you're in, uh, tuned in. So I might as well f- p- start start with the first first topic of the day. Um, you know, oh, even I forgot to mention we've got a big interview coming up. Uh, Andrew Tabiti, uh, the Money Team fighter. Are you familiar with him? Yeah, great, uh, great guest to have on the uh, the show. He's cruiser away, uh, cruiser away, right? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, so he'll be on the show uh, later later on, probably in about half an hour. So looking forward to that. So guys, stay tuned and locked in for that. Um, so Tom, uh, big big fight this weekend, really, in terms of hype and attracting the casuals. Hey, hey versus Belly. Um, I mean, yeah. it seems Hey is fit, and you know, there's no rumors of any niggles like there were in the first fight. Um, so we look like the fight will take will be taking place. What, what what's your thoughts on this fight? And are you I mean straight up are you changing your opinion from who you picked in the first fight? Yeah, like you said, um, Hay seems to be in a tip top condition this time round. Um, I'm still going to stick with Bellew. I think Bellew stops him late, but I'm not as confident as what I was before. Um, I think just the way that Hayes handled himself. It seems like he's definitely more uh, relaxed and um, hoping to, you know, box to the best of his ability. But then again, um, I just think that Bellew sussed him out and the fact that he's got into his head, even though that Hayes not showing it, um, you know, he's not getting emotionally involved in the, uh, the build-up. And um, I think on the night, I think it would come short. But it's definitely a 50-50 fight um, this time round. Um, but I'm going to have to edge with uh, value. I mean, the fact that you just kind of ended on saying it's a 50-50 fight, 
again, still shows that Bellew deserves a lot of plaudits because nobody was really giving him a chance first time round. Um, I mean, I'll, 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 I'll say a bit in terms of where I am. Um, I, I am still undecided. I'm going to be truthful um, because, you know, we know David Hay has the reputation. Um, I do feel he's old and I don't have the same confidence that he's got the sort of power and explosiveness that he had when he took out guys like Chizora, who were, you know, heavier than Bellew. Um, so, yeah. and and one of the things I was in the arena for that fight, and, you know, everyone will say the injury, the injury, but for me, as I was watching it with my own eyes, I didn't feel that Hay wasn't hurting Bellew. And I think that's a point people are not taking into consideration if the fight does go the distance, um, you know. So, yeah, um, I think we know what Bellew's plan is to stop him late. Um and I don't know whether Hayes got the power to sort of like stop him early, which is what we we expect from him. Yeah, and I think as well, uh, Bellew's um, you know, footwork and his ring IQ definitely goes under the radar a little bit. And it showed in the last fight, you know, Hay was um, quite clumsy and he was jumping in a lot of the time trying to uh, land those big shots. But, mm. you know, Bellew was making him miss and, you know, using his feet. The, sim- the simple things that he employed, you know, to evade those big punches and to, um, you know, use his intelligence rather than get engaged um, with, hey, definitely won the fight. Yeah, no, no, I, I agree. So, yeah, in terms of the footwork um, and, I guess, Bellew's intelligence, um, yeah, that that has gone under the radar. Um, I mean, I guess, from Hayes' perspective, um, I know you're not picking him, but what 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 is it that you're looking to see from him to really get the win, you know, what, what what are you expecting from him that will allow him to get the win? Well, I expect him to box at long range and to be a bit cagey to start off with. I think if he keeps that range, he's definitely got a better chance. Um, as I said, if he's, you know, lunging in or if he's um, trying to force the, the big shots, then I think he's going to be made to miss and then that's where Bellie's counter punches will play a part. I think if he keeps that range, uses his jab because aesthetically he's got the better attributes. You know, he's he's got the advantage physically, so he doesn't have to engage. Um, you know, on the inside, that's where Bellew will have to force the fight. You know, to box on the inside. I think if uh, he keeps that range for as long as he can, then he's definitely got more than a big enough chance to win the fight. Yeah, yeah, no, no, that's that, that's that's a key point. Um, and um, in terms of uh, uh, fights over the weekend, um, what, what, what did you make of the fights on the weekend? Yeah, I was very impressed with um, Yelusinov making his debut um, for his uh, his skill and his, you know, he's just such a, he's, he's one of those fighters you look at and he's got, you know, he's got everything. He's got the flair, he's got, you know, the movement, the angles. The only thing I criticised about him was that but he's very springy and that when, you know, if he gets um, caught by a massive shot, then, you know, he might be a bit off balance, but he just makes the, he makes everything look so easy when he's in there. Mm. Um, obviously, he's starting off early doors, so it's the, the calibre of opponents aren't going to be, you know, what he's used to boxing around the world at the uh, in the amateurs. As he steps up the uh, levels, he'll definitely um, bring the best out of him, so... Yeah, no, uh, no, I agree on that. And um, going into um, the rest of the Hay undercard, um, just quickly, um, 
Any other, any fights on the undercard that you're looking forward to seeing other than the main event? Any fighters or matchups? Yeah, I think the two co-main uh, events, um, Martin J. Ward and Tennyson, is going to be a great fight. And uh, I'm looking forward to Jamie Cox and John Ryder for the British title. I think that could be the, uh, the fight of the night. Um, but yeah, looking forward to seeing Martin J. Ward um, in his first uh, big step up. I think James Tennyson's ranked. I agree. It's definitely a good opportunity to kind of get his name out there in terms of being sort of like the the, the co support um, for 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 that card. Um, I have to say, um, one of the guys I'm looking forward to seeing is Joe Joyce um, uh, in this Lemoy Thomas fight because I think it's in a weird way it's probably one of the the, the first times I'm getting to see an elevation. Um, if Joe Joyce beats Thomas convincingly, I mean. I think the next year is going to be very interesting for for Joe Joyce. I have to I have to say that um, I think there will be a lot of opportunities that I want to present to him. Um, potentially, he may be avo- avoided, but I think you know, if, they, if they start backing him financially, um, I really think he could he could really have a quick trajectory uh, to compete for world titles. Not necessarily win, but at least compete. So yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing. Do you uh, think he'll have a quicker? I, if, it's, it's hard not to think so. otherwise no if in his third fight he's fighting for uh, a commonwealth yeah it's hard not it's hard to say it's hard to think otherwise so, I mean, you know even if you take it on the average of you know of, of that what's next after that okay he goes for an international maybe in two fights so five fights he's fighting for um, a WBA a WBC or, or WBO international belt um then maybe uh, try to get a silver of some sort, and then he's in a mandatory position. I mean, you know, three fights in, if he wins that belt, I have to take my hat off to him that, yeah, fair play. They really believe in him. Yeah. Yeah, so... Um, I think if he gets the winner of um, Six and Fury, potentially two, three fights down the line, then if Fury's considered um, a fringe world-level fighter, and he comes through that, then... There's no reason why to say they can't um, go on to push for a shot for the world title. Mm. Depending on how the, uh, the, you know, the mix of um, champions at the moment with obviously Joshua Mulder and negotiations, obviously, um, to be made and then the return of Fury as well. So it's uh, quite bright um, future for Joyce if he gets through. Um, I don't know. Yeah, no, that's it. And I have to say, I didn't think about that, um, to be honest, Tom. Um, a Joyce Fury matchup. You know, in the next maybe six to eight months, that will be really interesting. Um, purely because I don't think there's. I mean, for Fury, of course, he can't lose, and I don't think he necessarily. W- I don't think he would. But for Joyce, it's not necessarily a bad thing either. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. It, it, I don't think it would really hurt his career. So um, 
you know, it'll be a massive learning opportunity. So that could be interesting. Um, I mean, quick, I, I was going to keep you on, but quickly as well. I mean, thoughts on this uh, Wilder, uh, Joshua offer, negotiations, current state of play. What's your thoughts? I think the, uh, the 50 million offer is a load of rubbish, to be honest. Um, I mean, they're using, they're trying to use, not Wilder particularly, but I think just his team with Shelley Finkel and uh, his management just trying to use um, Joshua's name, you know, to build their own profile um, over here in the UK because no one really knows of uh, Shelley Finkel. Obviously, Wilder's with Al Heyman, that's his advisor. Um, but yeah, just trying to justify, um, you know, a 50-50 split or close enough to a 50-50 split and to try and build... Uh, their profile, but here I think that's why they're using it as a, a PR stunt to get you know everyone engaged with uh, such a ridiculous offer. But it's working. To be fair, it's working. It's creating hype. So. Okay, fair enough. I mean, I know I have to be honest, um, and I wanted to try and talk about it later, as late as possible. But um, I guess yeah, there's definitely. Um, a lot of people that believe it's a PR stunt. Um, I, I have to say, I can't believe that it's a PR stunt. Um, I think position wise, I think basically I feel that we're now seeing the, the, the fight being built and we're seeing the groups or camps. Um, I have to say, I'm not, I'm looking at a lot of things and I'm trying to go through the smoke screen. And I think the 50 million, uh, is real. Um, I think her knows that it's real um, I think it's going to just take a bit of time for them to get there. Um, the things I would, I try to ignore about her is, you know, the, the, the more insulting type of uh, sort of language that he used. And I focus on maybe what's more factual when he's openly said he's had two phone calls from Espinosa and he said their position. And the tone he's stated that in makes me believe that he knows that it's serious. And Espinosa wouldn't be making conversations if he didn't believe there was the money there. And bottom line is Heyman's involved. And if you do know boxing, you know 50 million for Heyman isn't really a, a, a massive, a massive amount. So for me, I do think that potentially, maybe I'm being too optimistic, but I think the fight could, I think, I think we're getting closer. I just think we're seeing sort of like the mess of how negotiations play their part. You look back to Bob Arum, what he was doing, especially with Mayweather Pacquiao. Um, but if you were to ask me, do I think Hearn's having conversations with the right people? I think, yes. I think what kind of fucked up Wilder's team, and I, and I don't understand why they did that, is they should have met. I think there's no denying that Hearn was in New York and they should have met. But just because they didn't meet, it doesn't mean the fight's not taking place. I think we have to also, you know, it doesn't mean conversations aren't being had. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, so... so no, that, yeah, definitely. I just wanted to... Uh, Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent, and I think they. I mean, I'm not saying you can't raise that money in the UK, but honestly, like the, when I said to people, there's more money in the states to be made. People thought I was crazy, but it's because you're dealing with a smaller arena. You're talking about pay per view. Um, I know Hearn has said, you know, I've got he's got TV rights, but also let's not forget how many PBC fighters have you seen on Sky Sports this year. Last weekend, 
Uh, sorry, two weekends, you saw Broner, the Broner card. You've seen the Wilder Ortiz. Um, so, yeah, and Jacobs is in between whether he's still a PBC fighter. But, you know, so my, my point being that they know that the TV revenue that can be generated in the States um, for this type of a fight, I think easily makes... If it doesn't do 80 million, I'll be very, very surprised. Um, I'll be very surprised. And I mean, do you think... Can I ask a question? Do you think it will slightly... Like, it, it might look back as a schoolboy error that Joshua named his price publicly. Yeah, um, I think by, you know, putting the offer out there, saying, if you give me 50 million up front, then it's just going to entice uh, Wilder to try and, you know, match that offer and say, you know, if he does present him with a 50 uh, million dollar offer, that it's kind of like going to force um, Joshua and Hurt to accept it. And I think that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to put the pressure on um, Kern to accept the offer. Um, just the only thing I didn't really get um, my head around was the uh, fact that there was no you know, terms and conditions to the offer. It was just an offer made over yeah. Instagram. And that it's, it's kind of like what to believe um, situation, you know, without having the necessary terms and conditions um, for the contracts, um, is it a realistic offer and whether it's, you know, something you can actually rely on uh, from a boxing fan's perspective? Because obviously we don't know the logistics behind all these offers being made. We can only wait for a, an official announcement to be made. So, yeah, it was just a, a lot of hype created uh, around it, which was a uh, and and that's the thing I have to say on that point and that's what I think is creating a few like the hype around it as you said um, um, because for me I feel that is a lot more of if I'm being honest you know like the new media um, as they call us um, just making videos um, putting stuff out there but there's no real you know you have to kind of listen apart and, and listen outside of the insults um because there is quite a bit of that going on um i think definitely you know the terms and contract offer in uh, terms and conditions i think most people wouldn't accept and say that yeah they need to see that but i think what is getting lost is they're talking about the figure um and hern is 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 in a position to say he wants more well within his right but the the other thing is that the Wilder team are also in their position to say, look, are you interested in this figure? Does this, does that match? And that's where I think the key loggerheads are happening. And that's where I see now that, you know, they've made that offer. I believe the money's there because if anything, you know, you could argue that not agreeing is to everything, of course, but at least saying, look, we will publicly agree to this offer. If you prove the money is in escrow in three days, if it isn't, then it's a bag, it's bag of bullshit. If they even said that verbally, um, I think they've outed them more. But honestly, I do believe we're in the we're in the negotiations, and it's all about people just trying to get politics. You know, look at the way Hearns called uh, this guy uh, Shelly Finkel, Shirley Winkle. Everyone thinks that's his name. Um, so when they're given a twenty four out twenty four hour ultimatum, I think it's down to that because at the end of the day, Wilder has no right to give Joshua a twenty four hour ultimatum. He can say to off. He, 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 he at, at best he should be like you have five days to respond. You can't say, oh, twenty four hour ultimatum. Like let's be real. Um, 
But I think that's again the politics coming into it a little bit. So yeah, we'll see, we'll see how this plays out. We'll see how this plays out. But listen, Tom, stay on the line. Appreciate it. Um, and I'm gonna yes, move on. Worries, move on to the next caller, man. Appreciate that. Right, take care. Take care. Cheers, man. Yes, two five one. Two five one. Yes, what's going on, Dean? Yeah, I'm good, man. You good? Yeah, not too bad, man. Not yeah. too bad at all. I was going to say, Tom, I've got you. Yes, you're right. I've got you open, Tom. Yeah, so, uh, D, how you doing, man? Good to speak to you. Welcome. I'll say welcome, but I won't say too much, but good to hear you sounding very strong and, yeah, you know, make that recovery as best as possible, brother. So what's on your mind? Um, I think first of all, I got to really pick Tom up on that point about them trying to build their name using AJ in the UK. I think what I'd really like to get 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 more of your your view on that, Tom, is yeah, Shelley Shelley um, Finkel isn't really how can I put this. He doesn't, I don't get the impression that he's like fame hungry. Um, he's been in boxing from the Pernod Whitaker days to the Tyson Lewis days. Even actually um, played a role in um, brokering the fight between AJ and Klitschko. And you wouldn't usually see someone like that on camera. Um, what I've noticed from, 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 from where I'm sitting is that due to the constant um, insults from Eddie Hearn directly, is that the first time I saw him on camera was um, post the Lewis Ortiz fight, where he wanted to address the fact that Eddie Hearn said that they had never reached out to the team. And it seems more to me like he's been called out, so he stepped forward. He's not a promoter. Like Obviously, it makes sense for Eddie Hearn, or like back in the days of Don King and um, all these other guys, to be in front of the camera because they're the promoters, but got to bear in mind with um, Shelley Finkel he's, a, he's, a, he's more so like a behind the scenes character almost similar to Al Heyman so I don't really think that someone like that craves the spotlight I think it's more a case of um, the character assassination that's taken place from Eddie's side and, and, and basically they've decided that they've had enough yeah do you think um, that the fact that Wilder's probably not promoted as well as what Joshua is in the UK do you think that dampens chances of the fight happening as soon as we want it to? Well, when we talk about the popularity of Wilder in, in the US versus um, AJ in the UK, I think um, we should bear in mind that the UK combat sports market is very different to the, 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 the US, if I've said that the right way around. So like in the US, US for example, um, UFC has taken a massive percent of the pay-per-view revenue that fight, fight um, from US fight fans. Like, if, for example, if you watched the UFC um, main event night and saw the, the atmosphere in, in the crowds in the arena, you'd see that that's actually where the boxing, the traditional American boxing fans have shifted over to. Um, UFC has put a major, major amount of pressure on, on, on all the boxing promoters in America. So I don't necessarily think it's a case of Wilder's just not popular in America. I think it's more a case of boxing is not as popular in America as it once was. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean that's 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 an interesting point. Um, but yeah, so in terms of uh, the, uh, the 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 offer, um, I guess what what's, what what do you make of it then? Well, I think I think almost to echo 
Because if you know anything about boxing, then you know that Al Heyman has fifty million dollars. I think it's 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 laughable to um, I shouldn't say it's laughable, but for, for, if you know anything, you know that basically the biggest pay per view fights from Mayweather Canelo to Mayweather McGregor, Mayweather Pacquiao, um, Shelley Finkel, coincidentally AJ Klitschko, um, Shelley Finkel, Tyson Lewis, like. Those guys have been involved in all the big pay-per-view fights. I mean, they wrote um, Mayweather a $100 million check before he even stepped into the ring and a $100 million check when he got back to the dressing room. So I just think it's ridiculous that um, for, for anybody to say that they might not have the money. I, just don't, I don't understand. From my position, and anyway, I don't understand how anyone could think that um, Al Heyman can't write a $50 million check. Yeah, I mean, in terms of, uh, I mean, I think it's fair though. I do you not think the meeting at the best they should have at least met up to uh, to at least get the conversation rolling? Even we know deals might not be done then, but you know, can, can we, I think we have to say that they've dropped the ball on that one because no matter what, um, that can be questioned, though. Yeah, I think I think I think they should have met. Um, we also don't really know. The reasoning as to why they decided not to meet, other than what we've heard from from one side of the party. Also, I think if I remember correctly, there was one point that was raised from uh, Wilder's side was that when they met Barry Hearn um, before, the conversation started going into the direction of Dillian White Wilder, and I think the position that they were taking was that if we're not going to meet specifically to talk AJ Wilder, then we don't see the point in meeting at all. Um, but I do think irrespective they should have they should have met but I, I, if I remember correctly I think that's something that Shelley put out was more so um, they didn't want to basically have a repeat of just talking about Gillian White first um, Wilder which by the way I do think would be a good fight but I'm sure boxing fans just want to see Wilder AJ mm, well, no for real and um, I guess this weekend's fight Hay versus Bailey what's your minds on what's your thoughts on that well I watched the, the, the first fight again today just to refresh my memory um, I think I think it was more of a boxing match up until Hayes' injury on both sides, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, there were points where he was swinging wild, but then after a while, he started to jab more to the stomach to try and line up a few more power shots. He caught um, Belly with a couple of good body shots here and there. I do remember as well, Belly caught Hay with a couple of nice left hooks. I think it could actually be a 12-rounder after watching this fight again. It's when the injury happened, I noticed it's like not only was Hay becoming desperate, but Bellew actually started to become desperate. He started just swinging away and it got a bit scatty. Bellew seemed like he ran out of energy. Obviously, Hay was trying to get through and nurse the injury. So we might actually see a 12-round a twelve round first decision, I reckon. I mean, that doesn't bode well for, for David Hay, though, does it? In, in, in what respect? Then he should be um, knocking Bellew out. Well, yeah, he, to go twelve to go to go the distance with essentially a cruiserweight, like you know, and they say David Hay has aspirations to fight Joshua's, Wilder's, you know, Parker's. I won't say Fury, but going twelve rounds with Bellew doesn't doesn't really make people think he's capable of doing anything, right? I don't know. Well, do you know what? I'm just thinking it today. Maybe he would actually be more effective back at cruiserweight. I mean. He went up to heavyweight. He won the belt against that giant. Um, I can't remember his name. Valium, I think it was. Yeah. I'm quite sure. 
maybe he would actually still be more effective as a cruiserweight. I mean, he was clearly not um, big enough to beat Klitschko. I don't think he has the size or punch power to take out um, AJ because he hit Bellew with a few shots and Bellew took them. Uh, I can't see him beating Wilder in the form and the momentum that he's got now as well. So maybe Bellew should actually consider going down to, to cruiserweight as well. I don't think it's I don't think it would be as bad as some people may see think. Do you know what? So you know what? Sorry, D, even as you said that, what I'm thinking, you know, you know, what would be fucking crazy is if he actually did that, and fucking Ward comes out of retirement to fight David Hay or or Belly. That would be a fight. <laughs> that would be that mental. That would be numbers. That would be I mental. Mean, yeah. So that's just the fight fan dream. Yeah. That's a very good point. That's a very good point you got there. So, um, okay, cool. Listen, I'm going to quickly um, stay on the line, D. I'm going to quickly, um, we've got to be coming through, but Nam's calling through, so I'm just going to open it up to him. Um, in fact, stay on the line and I'll, and I'll open it up. Uh, uh, hello. Yes, Inam, what's going on? Yes, Kodja, what's going on? What's going on? You got, we got, we got Dwayne from Below the Belt and Tom on the line. Guys, this guy's calling from a sunny continent, so uh, he's enjoying the life. Nice. Nice. Uh, a bit of salt in the room, Trump. Man, it's beautiful out here. Beautiful. <laughs> we'll come out here one day. Uh, what's the topic about, guys? What are we talking about? So, hey, Bellew, bro. What's your thoughts on hey versus Bellew? I think it's very hard to call on it, man, to be honest. Like, you know, if it was a few years ago, hey, easy. But it's not like guys probably going to hold up, to be honest. You could just as easily just break down again. Yeah. You know, it's one of those explosive fighters, you know, over the years, when you're that explosive, you're going to do back muscle damage over the years. You know, you can't sustain it, especially in old age. So it's very highly probable if you get injured again. Yeah. Right? So, you know, if he doesn't get injured, uh, to be honest, it's very hard to call, man. It's, you know, even the first fight, it took him, you know, he was winning on points. You know, he's, he wasn't really, you know, looking like he was going to hurt Bellew at all. So, you know what? I'm going to go with Bellew, man. Okay, okay. So listen, guys, I'm gonna have to put, um, I'm gonna have to put it on mute. Um, to be, he's ready to just join the line, guys. So I'm just gonna open him up, but stay on the line. Obviously, listen to the interview, um, and try and patch you guys back in for some questions if we get time. Um, so stay on the line, guys. So listen, we've got Andrew Tabiti, uh, fighting out of the US, um, Nigerian heritage, uh, fighting for the money team, uh, part of affiliation management. Uh, definitely somebody you guys want to be keeping your eye on, uh, eye out for. Um, he's lighting up the cruiserweight division with some great knockouts. You would have seen the knockout from Tom Hans- against Hanshaw. So, guys, uh, we've got Andrew on the line. Andrew? Hey, what's up? How you doing, brother? I'm doing well, thank you very much. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm about to start my day. about to get ready for the gym in a minute. You know, hard uh, uh, work. I hear that, I hear that. So listen, Andrew, um, obviously we know you've got a fight next weekend, um, but just quickly, just tell us um, how's, how's training been, you know? How's, how's preparation? You know, our training is always intense, you know, but, you know, I'm just trying to get back to the gym, you know, 
you know, just stay on beast mode, uh, stay focused, stay dedicated to my craft, man. I just want to be um, the best, to be number one. Mm. Um, you know, the cruiserweight champion, eventually the heavyweight champion. You know, I just want to give it my best and uh, give the fans what they deserve. You know, and just um, you know, come back and bring the cruiserweight, cruiserweight division back. No, definitely, and um, obviously, just to get a bit about um, a bit about your history, um, I guess it could be one of the few times the UK listeners are getting to hear from you. Uh, how did you get into boxing, and I guess what's your background? Um, you know, I got into boxing uh, basically uh, when I was in school. Uh, I used to had his little bully or whatever. Mm-hmm. So uh, he's uh, always messing. Me up. He's always trying to mess with me. So I beat him up a few times with my stepdad. He ended up getting me to the boxing gym. Um, yeah, he basically brought me to the boxing gym. When, he, when, he, when I got to the boxing gym, he just talked to me after everybody. Hey, this is next champ. You know, this is next champ. Like I didn't know how to throw a punch or nothing. So you know, since I was nervous <laughs> when I came in, um, so when I uh, when, I, when I started boxing, whatever, I was getting beat up by the little younger kid, beating up um, you know guys that was actually boxing. Uh, you know, I was just like, man, every single day when I was getting beat up, I was like, hey, I have to keep on coming back because I don't want to, I, I, I need to learn how, you know, feel to start beating people up. So, yeah. You know, I, eventually, eventually I started getting dedicated and um, I basically started being the guy that's, you know, being good. Yeah, no, that, that that's definitely an interesting sort of very. Uh, uh, Muhammad Ali had a similar story, right? Um, so yeah, it goes to sh- it's quite interesting, guys. That at first maybe you see them as um, as, as being bullied, but they get into actually being uh, into one of the tough toughest sports going. So um, no, that's definitely very interesting. And your nickname is the Beast. Um, I think straight to the point. And uh, where did that come from? Uh, you know, when I was uh, when I was an amateur, I always called myself the beast. You know, yeah, beast. You know, I wanted to be the beast to be the, you know. But uh, I was actually neglected uh, the nickname while I was trying to pro. I didn't really know what I wanted. I was picking up different type of nicknames, and someone on Mayweather Promotions actually just, just named it for me on, on the Mayweather Promotions site. They said, "Oh yeah, beast to be." So I just I was like, oh snap! All right, that's crazy how that goes. So I just took it, man. It's stuck. You know, I, you know, I be people, people see how my both I be beating my workouts and, and you know, so I just you know ran with it. Yeah, no, no, definitely, definitely like that. And um, obviously, we've seen some of the knockouts that you've been that you've been, you, you've had in the past fights. Definitely some great uh, show reels. Um, so you're fighting Latif Coyote, um, a guy who's been in the ring with Luis Ortiz, um, a fellow Nigerian. Um, what kind of an experience? Performance can we expect from you? Uh, you know, just just basically to show my, my boxing craft. Like some some of how you seen with um, with Steve Cunningham mm-hmm. to show that uh, I can box be a smart fighter. Um, if, if the guy let me hit him, then you know I'm a, I'm gonna try to get him out of there. But you know, I just want to beat the guy and um, you know just get the victory. Um, stay tuned up. You know, what I'm saying you know and get stay sharp. You know, so. Yeah, and that's, that's, that's the game plan. Um, and I mean, you're saying you're, you're saying the, the the right things, but we're also seeing it on your social media. Um, I think something that went quite viral was the uh, was the video on you of you on Instagram where you were skipping uh, jumping rope. Um, how how tough is it to stay focused in such a sort of like I say glamorous gym uh, as the Mayweather gym? Um, you know, I just you know I, I just know what I want. I know the role I want to go go to. I know the level I want. To, I Mm. You know, boxing matters to me for me to be successful and be able to make money and be able to live a good life. And I, I can't let no, nothing get in my way of that. 
Yeah, no, it's definitely good to hear you sounding very focused. Um, so we've got a couple of cruiserweights over this side of the pond. Um, are you familiar with Lawrence Acoli and Isaac Chamberlain? Um, yeah, I, I, I'm actually cool with um, uh, Lawrence Acoli. I don't really know Isaac Chamberlain too much, but I, I, heard, I heard of them too. But, yeah. Um, yeah, have you guys ever, obviously similar weights or whatever, have you guys ever sparred or or, or, or been in any contest together am, in, during the amateurs? Oh, no, no, I, I never knew him in amateurs. Um, I never sparred on, you know, he, he, wanted, he wanted me to come out there to the UK, but um, I never sparred with him. Um, but I know that he wanted me to come out there to the UK, but I Yeah, no, definitely. I Yeah, and 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 um, Andrew, you're you're 15 and 0. Um, how do you look at the current cruiserweight scene? Obviously, we'll we'll get into the super series, but when you look at your scene and your, your division, I mean, what obviously not just your aspirations, uh-huh. but how do you look at the competition? Um, you know, I, I think I think the cruiserweight weight class is very underrated, um, especially when you get to maybe like the top fifteen. You know, them guys, you guys be in shape, you guys hit hard. So, you know, I think it's an underrated weight class. Mm. Uh, you got, you know, you got Gas, you got Gassiad, Yuski. Um, Yuski was an Olympic gold medalist. You got Gassiad, he's a real good fighter. Um, uh, I think his name is Beedris. Dertico, he's a good fighter. And you got, you got a whole bunch of guys, you know. Um, and I feel like the cruiserweights. You know, you got, you got you also got upcoming fighters like Lawrence. You know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, it's, I, I think it's an underrated weight class that we don't get the recognition. And hopefully, um. Yeah, I mean, and so are you rated top ten at the moment? Are you top ten in in in, in some of the rankings? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So from your perspective, um, I guess after the Coyote fight, where do you where would you like to go next? Yeah, I mean, I get, and obviously with the Super Series, would that have been something you would be interested in? You know, you mentioned potentially coming over to the UK to spa, fighting in a competition, would that be of interest to you? Oh, yeah, definitely. I'd definitely like to go to the UK, um, and, you know, fight, spar, you know, you know, anywhere, anywhere I can go, man. It's a blessing just to go around and do what I love, man. This is something I asked for when I was young. Yeah. So, you know, I, I'm very appreciative of the opportunity, and um, if I can go anywhere just to, you know, show my talent, hey, it's, 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 it'd be an honor, you know. Yeah, no, de- de- definitely. So, um, in terms of your fighting on the eleventh, um, I guess what can you tell the listeners to to expect, um, in, in terms of a performance? Um, you know, fireworks. You know, just, um, you know, beat this guy. You know, beat him. Get to the next level. I want to show everybody that hey, you know, I'm the next cruiserweight. I'm the next. I'm the next man up. And um, that, that's day two on the eleventh. That's what I'm gonna show. And um, you know, I just want to tell everybody. I thank you guys for. 
supporting me and, uh, you know, following my career, man. It's a dream come true. And, hey, I, I couldn't do it without you guys. Uh, it's something I always dreamed, dreamed and prayed for. So, Hey, I really appreciate it. No, definitely. Thank you for 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 some of you, for your time today. I know you got a busy schedule with training and and with your day. Before you go, okay. uh, Andrew, um, I was just going to say you want to um, obviously give out your social media, let everybody know where they can find you on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all of that. Oh uh, yeah, well, Instagram, hit me up, Andrew underscore Tabidi, and on Twitter, Andrew Tabidi eight nine. So you know, hit me up. You know, uh, I appreciate it. Perfect. Thank you very much. Appreciate your time. Good luck as well. Thank you, All the best. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers. Thanks. Yes, guys. So you would have heard that was the interview with Tabiti fighting on the 11th. Um, appreciate that. Um, we're going to open up some of the lines um, and get some of the callers in. I see 985, one of the, I'll say resident, resident in command, Daniel. Uh, hello. Yeah, we're good. We're good. You well? Uh, yeah, I'm not bad. I'm gonna. I'm, I've got Tom and 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 Dwayne on as well, so I'm, I'm muting them. Hi there, Daniel. How you doing? Is you alright? Yeah, I'm Perfect, perfect. Alright, so what's Daniel, on your mind, D? Daniel Jacobs' performance the other night. What did you make of that? Yeah, I thought, um, when you say not great, in what sense? I mean, I have to say, um, it wasn't the most inspiring performance, um, but Suleki is tough. Um, I want to say he is tough. Uh, so I was just going to say, sorry, I hate when I, there's a bit of background noise, bro. So yeah, he's a tough opponent, um, but I would say, um, I'm going to put you on mute, D, because of the background noise. Um, I would say that from a, from a point of view of Jacob doing what he needed to do, I think I think he done he he done that at least by at least getting a knockdown in the final rounds. Um, Seleki is tough. Um, so I want to say he's only he, he was his his only loss maybe or the or he, somebody he beat he beat Centino. So yeah, the guy who recently lost to Charlo. So he, he's not the worst um, opponent. Um, but I think ultimately what I think you're definitely saying is he should be fighting stronger opposition. Um, and I think next. Next up, you should be fighting stronger opposition. Dia, I'm going to come back to you. Hello? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you can now, hear mate. Now? Yes. Is that better? That's better. That's much better. Is that better? Yeah. Who do you think you should fight next then? I mean, really and truly, um, I would yeah. like to see him fight. There's only really three names. Um, if it's a chart, I mean, and realistically, it's not going to be Golovkin. So there's only two names. And it has to be Saunders because there's a belt or Charlo because there's yeah. beef and animosity. Yeah. Um, I think that's really it. 
you know, and if he gets that, if he takes either of those fights, I wouldn't criticize him too much, you know. Um, yeah. yeah, but I, I, I know it wasn't, it wasn't the most inspiring performance, but yeah, he, he, what can you do? The guy, the guy's tough, and yeah, he did what he needed. To, he, uh, he got the win. That is the main thing. Yeah, that's it. I can't lie. That's an interesting one. I mean, really, you would say Saunders would bo- Saunders could outbox him, but but you know what I'm worried about in that fight is just the weight. Um and and that Jacobs isn't that slow. Um so yeah, it'll be an interesting one. I think the smart money probably just about goes on Billy Joe Saunders. But would I say that, depending on where that fight is, does it sway my 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 thinking? Maybe, um, maybe, um, you know, because Jacob the Saunders is not going to knock Jacobs out. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. you could all, but you can argue that J- Jacobs won't get too many opportunities to knock Saunders out. Um, so uh, yeah, it's gonna it would be a tough fight. Um, it is a tough one. I don't know. What do you think? You think he outboxes it outboxes him easily? Yeah, I think he'll I think he might make it easy work, Saunders. Yeah. Yeah, I think he might make it easy work, mate. Um, Tom, what do you yeah. think? Yeah, I have to um agree with that, you know, I think um a pretty average performance from Jacobs, obviously. Um no one really knew much about Selecti going into the fight. I just think that Saunders at his sharpest, um you know, his um, superior boxing uh, brain, I think, will get through the fight. Um, similar to the way GGT would have to approach the fight against Saunders, I think Jacobs would have to be uh, quite aggressive and try and, you know, force the pace, try and trap uh, Saunders into the corners, and, mm. um, you know, not allow him to, you know, move off and then pick his shots off. I think he's going to have to try and smother Saunders to get any success. Yeah. If he comes, I know he's. thing I think for me is is just, I think I'm more looking at Jacob's game plan to get him that victory um I think we know what Billy Joe Saunders does um but I think is is it going to be possible for Jacobs to close him down cut off the ring um just throw shots to kind of stop him from moving um you know it's it's an interesting one and for me I think sometimes with the performances although you are right um I think if we were in a different position where maybe um, where maybe we had said would Jacobs beat Billy Joe Saunders after the, the Ark Bob fight, the Russian guy Saunders had, um, yeah, I'm putting him. Yeah, um, if we if we had asked that, you might have probably said, "Oh, Jacobs walks him." So sometimes performances can be the opponent. Um, you know, I I am thinking about the the, Saunders, the Jacobs that fought Triple G. And I think his best opportunity, as you as you said, is to smother him. But can he do that? Is the question. Um, 
Because Saunders is no mug at the end of the day. Um, That's it. He can move on his feet. He can move on his feet he, and, and he'll throw out the jab. Um, and he'll take the rounds off you. Simple as that. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, so now that'll be interesting. Um, so, Dean, listen, I'm going to move to the next caller, but I appreciate you calling in as usual. Oh, I love we'll stuff, man. Catch love up, man. Stuff. Cheers, thank you. All right, nice one. Take nice care. Bye-bye. Uh, going out to 701. 701. The floor is yours. Hello? Yes, people. Sky Adams. <laughs> Yeah. This is, um, yes, Kojo, man. This is um, Chica's cousin, man. You say, and, and he and Robert Richard. Not- from school days. Yes, what's going on, man? You good? Yeah, not too bad, man. Just want to pick up everybody. Loving the platform and everything. Appreciate that, man. Uh, so it's your first time calling in, right? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm loving, loving what you lot are doing. Let, let everyone know your name. Skyers, nice. Yeah. yeah, man, so, um... What's on your mind, bro? Yeah, I mean... I mean, to be fair, um... I'm not going to say that I'm the most, um... Savvy or, um... In-depth, um... Um... Boxing fan out there, etc. But, um... I'm mainly more following the whole Wilder and, um... And, um... Is that the offer goes out, they accept 
carry on definitely i i hear your point and i think firstly i've got to say appreciate you calling in the platform is all about anybody any knowledge it's not about who knows more nobody knows anything apart from men like spencer Fearon. um yeah so it's just about fans getting together and talking and different viewpoints um i'll definitely say i'm going to try and be as fair as i feel i'm looking at the situation but at the same time if enamel's on the show he'll tell you i'm wild a spokesperson i'm not but i've always been my viewpoint from the, these two meetings has always been like, I think it's a 50-50 fight. And I question how much Joshua wanted the fight. I truly believe Joshua wants the fight. Um, and I'm going to stick to this 50 million offer. For me, it's real. Um, for me, I think what we're seeing is similar to Mayweather-Pacquiao negotiation when there's a lot of people um, uh, talking at the sidelines, but then you've got Hearn, who's the single mouthpiece. So you always have to understand for a start Heyman's role is that he's always playing a silent kind of guy in the background but you've got Hearn who's a great mouthpiece and he's done a great job um I think in my opinion um I think we are looking at negotiations and we have had a moving point because what you said is not it it, it makes sense in the sense of how can I accept the offer without a contract unfortunately in boxing it doesn't always work like that in the sense of Many fights are agreed on the basis of somebody agreeing the fee. And what they're saying is we're not talking about a contract. We're talking about a fee, a figure to start from. So we know that this is what the contract is based off. And you could argue Hearn hasn't come out and categorically said we will accept that 50 million if it's in escrow in three days or if this 50 million can't be in a, a medium account. But escrow is the best way. So whatever the minimum terms are for escrow, that's what he could have come out and said, which he hasn't. So you also have to understand now that both guys are half right in what they're saying, but they're not saying the whole truth, maybe. Does that make sense? I appreciate that. But um, in terms of... Okay, I, I agree that Al Heyman and Amanda are good for the money if it comes to it. Because obviously they've dealt with them with the money before. Mm-hmm. Um, but going on past um, history, they've never really invested that level of money in Deontay Wilder to date. Yeah. They haven't even invested in, in a given fight, from what I understood, more than just five million, basically. Agreed. So, so, so to, for Eddie Hearn to ask where. To 
for the uh, information and the source of the funds, you could probably argue that that's a valid question because not so much whether you can get the money. I don't think he disputes whether you can get the money. I suppose it's more, from what I understood at the time, was is it your money you're taking out of your pocket to put to back your guy, basically, or is it a thing where once the contract is signed, then once AJ starts touring, these guys start touring, and da, 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 the money will get generated. And then at that point, if you're not taking money out of your own pocket to put on the table up front from the beginning, then, and the money can only come with AJ's participation, then therefore you shouldn't be able to control the entire fight. But the problem is that no matter what, he is because ultimately, and this is the other thing I think you have to know is her knows if they ex- purely, for on, on that basis of them accepting the offer, they become, I'm not saying this is the truth, but I'm saying they become the B-side in the sense of they do not they do not control the negotiations. Um, I think it's, it's fair to say the 50 million is coming from the US market and what it then does in terms of the, the, uh, the global market. Um, you know, outside of the US. And yeah, you are right, Joshua is part of that. But I think, again, it's a bluff call because you have to go back to the initial offer. Um, it was 12 million. There's no, like, the way they calculate this fight, in my opinion, and I think they've shown that was wrong. But what I will say is forget all the smokescreen and what Hearn is saying and the wind calls and all that. I will say, listen to what he says when he talks about talking to Showtime, the network that Joshua had partnership with and obviously Al Heyman has partnership and the fact that Espinosa um, is having conversations with Hearn so Hearn is right they should have met him but that doesn't mean the negotiations stop Hearn also would tell you that he's asked for a contract but think about how long it's gonna he's asked for that contract and let's say how how long do you think it takes it's not realistically 24 hours I'm not even gonna give a timeline but nobody knows whether they're in the background working on his contract in my opinion I think he knows the money's there. Espinosa knows the money's there. That's why he's negotiating. And that's why, we're, in my opinion, Hearn saying it is that the fight can happen between September and December, but it will happen in the US. Um, and I think that's that's just my opinion. Um, so I'm not really listening too much with the insults and everyone kind of saying this, that, because the other, the outside of it, you're right, Deontay Wilder's never made that money and he's never been backed. But it is half irrelevant in the sense of this is an opportunity that they can they know they can generate money. They can't generate the same type of figures via Wilder Ortiz, Wilder Povetkin. It's Wilder Joshua. It's basically AJ. Of course. Of course. Nobody denies that. But AJ, outside of the financial and the commercial, AJ also has the belts. And the only other guy that has the belt he needs is Wilder. And that... Mm-hmm. Unless, unless it's all coming at once from your own pocket or um, whatever's being asked sorry it's coming from your own pocket from the beginning up front and um, whatever participation AJ has to do is basically reasonable within um, building the fight as such yeah. then you could probably say fair enough you guys can probably bar a couple of issues maybe primary thing would be this rematch clause um, bar stuff like that 
run as such, but... Um, Can I ask you a question, though? Take some control. With that clause, with that, with yeah. not that, what when you heard that Wilder made the cash offer, like let's just say it's, it's legit, right? Let's just put, but you know they're saying no rematch clause. What does what 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 what, what do you read into no rematch clause? In terms of, well, honestly, you could say that that shows that uh, sign of confidence on their part, and I think that's another reason why ADI never mentioned it on camera. The fact that they rematch because no rematch clause being an issue, yeah, because that would probably show a uh, um, a sign of weakness on his side, mm. um, or lack of confidence in his in himself or Eddie Hearn and his fighter. But um, I think that basically they know they're going to put a rematch clause in there at some point. I think they were just using that as another um, tool or an opportunity yeah. to basically negotiate even harder later on. Mm. And the other thing I'd ask you, because I do, but I'm, 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 you called in, so I want to. So the last question is: Do you want to see Wilder versus Joshua next? Yeah, I, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, um, I mean, the other thing as well I'm hearing about is this whole Povetkin thing, and um, Eddie Hearn saying he's not too keen to go to Russia to fight Povetkin mm. to the point where he'd almost, he implied that he'd almost be willing to drop the belt for that. Oh, so right. if there's any truth in that, then you could probably say that there's even more reason for Eddie to want to have the AJ the AJ Wilder fight yeah, now, that's... straight next. Yeah. Um, but um, obviously Wilder hasn't got those kind of issues. Mm. The only person he's got to worry about is Brazil. Yeah. Which looks like he's trying to line that up, and Eddie's been arguing for a while now that, that basically that was always the plan that they were going to do that next. Um, but the only other thing I would say is that in terms of the agreeing the contract mm-hmm. you were saying before something about um, usually the way these deals are done you kind of agree the contract and then things get ironed out later no um, contract just a figure just a figure just the figure to fight well the thing is because he was basically saying there's an offer and he wants him to accept the offer basically um, but there's this whole kind of this um, oral contracts being um, um, legally binding in the New York State and I, I remember somebody I remember seriously talking about that on, on YouTube and, and he hadn't even mentioned that himself so, so i.e. they're not happy with the contract they're given an offer basically and um, they verbally accept it then they can be held to it it could be legally binding in the in the state of New York. So, and just that is why you would not verbally agree to it. Um, so but the thing is, so that is okay. So there's elements of that which is true, but it's not in the same way. So okay, so there's one thing you've got to say to that is okay. That Eddie's in New York. Fine, you could argue Joshua is not in New York. Joshua could agree to it, but okay, forgetting that, um, what you have to understand with. Count. What what you have to understand with that law, um, which is a true law, it really is more enforced because it's it's based on the landmark case for that is Texas law as a Texas oil company um, and another New York firm, and the landmark case for that is that they were in front of each other and they shook hands um, and then they backtracked. So I think although yes, there's they're, they're verbally binding. I think you would argue 
that it's not, well, personally, I'm saying I would argue that it's not necessarily relevant in this case on the basis of they haven't shook hands and have witnesses. It has to be verbally uh, agreed. You shake hands, essentially. Um, and but, you, but you could probably argue that um, if um, Shelley Fink had his way about it, everybody would know that this thing was agreed. Yeah, I mean, you could... <laughs> I mean, yeah, you could, but I, for me, I, don't, I, I think for me, the problem is, I think they would have had to meet. I think they should have met. I think there's no denying that. So, but Richard, listen, I appreciate you calling in. I just, yeah, no problem, man. Thank you very much, man. I appreciate you calling in, bro. Thank you. Cheers, mate. Thank you very much, man. Respect, respect. Yeah, so good new caller coming in. We've got 269. 269, I think that's Jason. Yeah, not bad, not bad. You alright? Yeah, good, thanks, Codra. Good, good, yeah, man. What's on your mind? I have to call in to listen to the program. Um, just heard that my cousin called in as well. I didn't even know he was calling in. Um, oh, nice, man. Yeah, we've been arguing. We've been, we've been arguing about uh, this wilder situation um, yeah, for the past few weeks, really. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I mean. definitely think you've got to take I was just going to say I mean for me I'll be honest, I think you definitely and I always say it's not just her and all of them you have to take what he says with a pinch of salt I do think the pro- there is the problem in this not as him as an individual but I do think yeah he's the only one speaking um, but that's why I try to remind people that remember how Heyman does business so just because there's no noise coming out do not think there's like movement happening um, you know and that's why I, essentially you have Heyman put guys like Debella in the media because that's who he uses to kind of be more of a mouthpiece. Um, whereas Hearn, which fair play to him, look, the guy's genius, hey, he does it all. Um, and he's it, rallied up. But listen, yeah, what was your point? What, what else was he going to say? Well, I, I, I have a question for you, actually. Um, yeah. I don't know, if you was Eddie Hearn and you had Andy Joshua as your client, would you allow him to take that $50 million I think, I think he definitely wants to put on the show himself, um, and not only just whatever the profits are, just control everything. Um, I think he. I mean, it's, it's, it's not just for the profits, but come on. Yeah, I know, but yeah, I mean, it, it, exactly. I mean, it's what he knows. It's, it's, it's. Yeah, I think there's no doubt about it. Um, in, in my opinion, he would prefer that. But and, I have to and, say, and, yeah, Karen. Yeah, because exactly, um, and that's there's no two ways about that. And fair play to him, and hats off to Joshua because they're in that position. Um, I think 
And this is why I kind of said earlier, is have they made a bit of a mistake with their pricing of this fight and publicly saying 50 million? Because the problem is now, if you ask me, what are they negotiating? Like, this, Eddie Hearn's confirmed conversations with Showtime are happening, Espinosa. Is he talking on the base of 12 million or is he talking on the base of 50 million? Uh, I'd say he's talking off the base of 50 million because Wilder's declined that 12 million offer. So... I think that is that people have to look at that a, a, a little bit, and you know, there's so many people talking like saying this, he's scared, and it's all this. Nah, like Hearn is speaking to Showtime. He's having conversations with PBC. Um, you know, Sky Sports recently done the cards, um, which we all know Eddie Hearn would have been part of with PBC. So I think they're. I really think they're negotiating. Um, I hope. I really hope we can get the fight next. Um, but I, I, I'm confident yeah. we can get it this year. I have to say, bro, I'm confident. Well, I, 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 I think for the past week, um, I do actually feel now that the fight is going to happen and that it's highly possible that it's going to be this year. Yeah. Which is, which is a good thing. And, you know, a lot of um, questions can be answered. You know, I, 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 feel like, I really feel like a Joshua hater after the fact that I feel that Wilder is going knock him out <laughs> but um, I am a big fan of Joshua you know what I mean yeah but we'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes but yeah thank you for listening tonight no problem man what's your take on the Hay versus Bellew ah oh, man um, I think Hay could possibly do it however I think Hay should try to go for a win on point mm. and not exhaust himself and not try not, not try to knock him out kind of thing mm. um Definitely a bit, a big fight, and um, no, uh, it shows the sad state of affairs in the sense that this was supposed to be a big fucking weekend of boxing. May fifth, triple jello, triple G, triple jello, triple G versus Canelo rematch, and the the guy went and took Cambucho. Are you even gonna watch the triple G fight now? Um, is it, is it, is it on Sky Sports? Uh, no, I, I, you know what? I haven't confirmed, but it's probably on Box Nation. Some people don't even know. Nobody can tell the difference. If you, I, I, I've re, I've met few people that who you know who Jamel and who Jamal are. <laughs> trust me. <laughs> trust well, it's, me. It's even confusing down to the name. Yeah. That's what I'm Jamel, saying. Jamel. That's well, what I'm saying, bro. <laughs> so now nah, I appreciate but you yeah, calling um, in. That's good, bro. All right, take it All easy, right. bro, man. Nice one, take it easy, man. Cheers. So yeah, as we mentioned, um, the Triple G fight. Uh, he's fighting. Um, Vanez Marti Rosian. Um I'm not gonna lie to you. Um I'm I, I like Triple G, um, but I have to call him out on this one because this although it wasn't a massive fault of his own, um I think he should have just postponed the whole event because you to fight a guy coming up from essentially 154 um in, in his first fight to have to face you, I think is a shambles. Um Especially since you've got history of fighting uh, Kell Brook. Um, I think you should have just put this fight on the ropes or um, put a bit of money into the event and try to persuade somebody 
with a bit more competition to get in the ring with you. Um, but this this is more or less unacceptable. So for me, I'm not a big fan of that fight um, at all. Um, also, definitely want to touch on the fact that you saw, um, as everyone said, Jacob Selecki, but on that undercard, we had Miller, uh, who fought Duhapas. Um, so it was impressive from uh, Mira, M- Miller, more probably his footwork and his boxing intelligence. But I think he really needs to work on that power, as most pe- people would probably say, because at the end of the day, weighing 300 pounds and not knocking your opponents out or down it, it is not ideal. So definitely want to see more of that. Um, other thing I want to say is a lot of people have been questioning PBC. Um, personally, um, I think, you know, as boxing fans, and if you're listening to this show, you probably are a boxing fan because um, we're not mainstream at all. I think you've got to look again. You've got to take the pinch of salt with what a lot of people are saying. They tell you PBC is not successful. But this year... Um, you look at the amount of world title fights they have, look at the stable that amongst their collection of fighters and even non-world uh, titles. You know, you talk about the fringe fighters, usually the top two or three in most divisions um, are coming through uh, PBC. Probably not cruiserweight as we know, but in and, and, and middleweight, but we know they've got some interesting fighters in probably every most of the divisions. So um, I'll say, listen, don't believe all that you hear. Um, it's been announced that El Spencer will be fa- facing Carlos Ocampo in his hometown of Dallas. So that's definitely something to look forward to. Um, and yeah, in terms of uh, the, the, the scene, you know what you want to do for the latest news, the latest updates, everything, boxing. You've got to follow raps on TV, uh, the Instagram, the social media, which is the Facebook, the YouTube and the Twitter. We're always here talking the best things in boxing. So guys, we're out. Have a good week. Uh, look, Listen out for more news. There's an unbeatable way of quitting from me.